Good morning, everybody. This is Tao of the Day. I'm sitting here in front of a number of translations of the Tao Te Ching, including my own, uh, which uh, is still incomplete. But uh, if you pick a number between 1 and 53, I will definitely be utilizing my translation of the Tao. But um, if that if you have a number between 1 and 81, step up, and I would love to share the Tao Te Ching with you. The Tao Te Ching is an ancient text written in about 600 BCE. This is when scholars believe the Old Testament was written around the same time. I look at this as a very transitional time, a time 600 BCE was a time when we were transitioning from, we, we, were, we were really firmly in the logic because we had language and we had uh, cultivating of uh, certain things, you know, like in, in areas, right? We were cultivating these, we were sitting in one place. We had, we had communities, we had these things. We weren't, we weren't hunter gatherers anymore. Right. So, so what was really happening, right? We had chickens and things. So, so what, but what was happening in that time is we were transitioning consciousness into a logic state, right? We, we had, um, we had, uh, you know, way, way back millions of years ago, right? We had, had the state of survival and then we had the state of relationship right survival is masculine in these in the yin yang sort of aspect right survival is yang relationship is yin and then we have logic which is yang and now we're moving into a different realm we're moving into a different time where we're going to be talking more about a yin aspect and that's why it's so important to be looking at the texts that were written in a time when we were leaving this yin state moving into a yang state especially the texts that point out to us don't forget this when there are when there are when there's texts that that are telling us don't forget yin don't forget the feminine and the Tao Te Ching is such an amazing text around the idea of don't forget don't forget where you've come from and as we moved you know further and further into logic over the last three thousand years or so we have gotten further and further away from yin and we are you know forcing things much more than we have to rather than allowing things and the Tao uh, is, is a text that i look at to help me live a more reasonable life help me live in a more reasonable way because um, when i can live in a more reasonable way i will uh, I, i'll be more open to the uh, you know like just be more open to all of the 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 reasonable ways I can live and the, the ways that I can allow you to live free as you are and I can continue to live free as I am without having to force you to be anything else force it like I don't have to have your conversations I don't have to I don't have to appease you I don't have to do anything for you and I can just allow you to be who you are and I don't have to be happy about it and I don't it doesn't matter what you do you are perfect as you are because I know that we are all connected through Tao I know that we are all connected through that which we are all uh, we all one with, right? And so Tao, the Tao Te Ching, is a text that really kind of embraces that and really helps us understand uh, how to live a more reasonable life. And so if you have a number between 1 and 81 you would like to uh, choose and talk about, I would love to have you up and we can have a conversation around that Tao for your day. You know, and that's the big thing, you know, I, I had, I was talking to Empress yesterday and, and, you know, when she comes on and, and picks a number, it's beautiful because what ends up happening for her is it changes how she goes about her day. She goes about her day and then she'll, she'll be able to, you know, keep this as a meditation. We're going to bring Martha up and Martha, how are you, dear? I'm good. Good. I have the number 23. Yeah. 23. Let's go look at 23. 23 is uh, entitled Speaking of Tao. 
When you speak, say what is to be said, but no more. Neither wind nor storms last all day. Nature expresses itself completely, no matter how wild it may get. Then it returns to stillness. When you open yourself to Tao, you say what is to be said. Everyone will agree because when you speak from Tao, only Tao can be heard. He who aligns with Tao will hear Tao. He who aligns with manifestation will only hear manifestation. He who aligns with failure will only hear failure. How it is heard is not your concern. Trust what is to be said and everything will fall into place. What are your thoughts? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Third was twenty third was my husband's birthday, and he always said to me, "You learn more from listening." Yes. And that's what that just said. And he said, "Don't regret what you have done when you did it. You did it. You thought it was right at that time, so never have regrets." And that seems to say. Everything. And yeah. He passed on 13 years ago. Oh, my love. He was a great man. And what was his name? Jerry Barsha. He was an anchor man on television in Syracuse, New York. Oh, Jerry. How beautiful. Yeah, like. And that seemed be... to say everything that he was a fine human being and he was a good news man, and you know, not it, the enemy of the people. No, you know, like what's really interesting and beautiful here is like he was he was an anchor and an anchor that is all about speaking. And it's all about understanding that whatever it is you say is going to be heard, however it's going to be heard. But you are you you aren't responsible for what is heard, but you are responsible for what you say. And you don't have to hold on to it. You can let it go. You can just say it because you said it. And when you said it, it was the right thing to say. That's what he always told me. Yes. You know, and that's what this says. Like the first line here is when you speak, say what is to be said, but no more. Know when to shut your mouth, you know. Yes, he almost got fired from what his stories were. Because he was such an honest man. So. Yeah. And like his, his daughter is on wisdom. Yes. Deborah yes, yes. Barsha. Deborah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Deborah's my buddy. I like Deborah quite a bit. She's a, she's a beautiful soul. So you thank know, you very much for saying that. And it was just perfect for his birthday today. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, like he's, he's, he's on the news, he's an anchorman, and we have here, like, neither wind nor storm lasts all day. Nature expresses itself completely, no matter how wild it may get, then it returns to stillness. And this is kind of, this, this, I have the image, when I read this, I have the image of an anchorman, someone who can, you know, when I was a child, and when I was a child, Jerry would have been on the air. I wasn't in Syracuse, I was in Chicago, but I remember, like, looking at, at, at anchor people and always being like, how can they deliver such sad news with such a straight face? And I was sad as a little boy when I, when I looked at that, but I, but it, it, it had guided me in this idea that like, you don't have to allow yourself to be moved, but you can see things honestly from a place of calm. And you can and you can review it and you can be honest with yourself and with others and and there's something really beautiful about about what news used to be 20 30 years ago you know today it's all like you know there's there's the, the ultimate storms and all of these huge sort of stories and stuff and they they over they get they get overly invested in the emotional aspects of things when it's like you know there was a time when we just spoke what needed to be said and no more. I feel like today they say a lot more than they need to. 
Yeah, news was different years ago. I mean, it was. He would never put on a story unless he heard the other side of the. Yeah. Story, you know, and uh, he was honest and he put on any race that he wanted to put on. He sometimes got angry if the bosses would because they were kind of racist at the station. Yeah. And they didn't like unions. And he just went ahead on his happy way doing what he thought was best. And it was a different era. It was, especially around. In 19, he started in 1958 on radio, and then he went to television. Yeah. You know, as it was, I, it was honest news. Yeah. And that's the thing. It was honest news. Like, this is beautiful for what you're saying, because the next lines are like, when you open yourself to Dow, and let's say Jerry was just in touch with himself and, and all that is. You say what is to be said, and that's what he would say. Everyone will agree, because when you speak from Dow, only Dow can be heard. And of course, his bosses had profit in mind. And his bosses had other ideas in mind. But he would still be able to go about his happy way and un unperturbed. He would just be able to do what he did. He who aligns with Tao will only hear Tao. He who aligns with manifestation will only hear that. He who aligns with failure will only hear failure like his bosses. How is it? How it is heard is not your concern. What a beautiful line for Jerry today. What he once went on the air at 11 o'clock news and he put a story on that the uh, president objected to. And there was a telephone call at one o'clock in the morning. He said he, he didn't never wanted this man who was the head of the union. I think it was maybe carrier organization and he wanted him on again. And he wanted a note from Jerry the next morning in the, to his office. And I remember the last line and Jerry did not say he would not put this man on ever again. He said, and I will judge myself accordingly. Yes. The way he ended the letter. I will judge myself accordingly. He, he, he spoke very nicely to the head president of the station. But his last line, he said, I will judge myself accordingly. That's beautiful. Like the, the, the strength to be able to just stand for your own convictions and say, you know what? I said what I said. And, I, and, and at the moment when I said them, they were the right thing to say. And I will learn. If, if there's something here for me to learn, I will learn it. But he never said he would not have this yes. man on television again. He will stick by his own feelings and judge himself accordingly. He yeah. was a newsman. Yeah. And these last two lines, so beautiful. Trust what is to be said. Trust your heart into saying what was to be said and that it will that it will come to you. Just like when Jerry's writing this letter, like he was inspired to put those lines in there. And then this last line, and everything will fall into place. He must have been like, like for what you're saying and for, for what I know of Deborah and, and all of this, he must have been able to speak and allow you the space to be who you are without wanting to control. And here you are continuing your legacy, your life, as Deborah is hers, and all of the people that he has touched, not only through the news, but personally, have been inspired to be them. Yes, he was blessed with a beautiful voice and a beautiful personality, and he shared it with everyone. And I say to my husband, happy birthday today, and oh. thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I'm, 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 I'm grateful to be sharing Jerry's birthday with you as well. Oh, that was so beautiful. Thank you so much, Martha. Have a good day. You have a wonderful day. Thank you.
So, uh, so how beautiful, what a beautiful verse to look at for the birthday of an anchor man. I'm going to go ahead and read that again for those of you who didn't catch it. When you speak, say what is to be said and no more. That's just a beautiful line. And, and apparently, Jerry Barsha, whose birthday it is today, would say something very similar to that. Neither wind nor storms last all day. Nature expresses itself completely. And no matter how wild it may guess, it may get, then it returns to stillness. When you open yourself to Tao, you say what is to be said. Everyone will agree because when you speak from Tao, only Tao can be heard. Now, when I say in this verse, everyone will agree, that doesn't mean everybody's happy with it. It doesn't mean everybody is, you know, like, but it doesn't mean everybody is just like, oh, yeah, that's right. Because we move on to these next lines. He who aligns with Tao will only hear Tao. He who aligns with manifestation will only hear manifestation. So it's not about those who line up with manifestation hearing Tao. They're going to hear what they need to hear. And that is in alignment with Tao because they're going to hear what they need to hear to do what they need to do to respond with what they need to respond with so that they can move on in their experience, in their manifestation and grow as they are. He who aligns with failure will only hear failure. And that is because, and, and so like Jerry's bosses, if they hear failure in a story that he is producing, they are going to be able to hear failure because they align with failure and that is in alignment with doubt because they will move beyond that because they are, they are true to their nature at this moment. They're not, they're, I mean, they're not seeing truth. But they're, but they're moving through their space as they need to. And so everyone's going to agree with what he says, and they're going to respond, and they're going to hear what they need to hear. And these, this last couple lines is what really kind of brings this together. How it is heard is not your concern. Now, remember, when we say, you, when you speak, say what is to be said and no more. If we get rid of everything else, how it is to be heard is not your concern. Say what is to be said and no more. How it is to be heard is not your concern. Just trust in what is to be said and everything will fall into place. That's it. We can get rid of all of this stuff in the middle and just utilize that first line and the last lines and then we're done. We can, we can appreciate it. These, these middle lines are really about expressing how that's possible. How is it possible that I can trust how it is to be heard or, or how, that, that I don't need to concern myself with how anything's going to be heard? When you speak, say what is to be said and no more. How it is to be heard is not your concern. Trust what is to be said and everything will fall into place. That's, the, that's, that's such a beautiful message of the Tao today especially for the birthday of, uh, of an anchor man. Trust what is to be said. It's such a beautiful thing. If anybody else has a number you want to choose, definitely step up. I would love to, I would love to share with you. Uh, that was a beautiful share. Thank you so much, Martha. And um, really appreciate celebrating Jerry's birthday with you. Um, I am going to look at 55 this morning uh, because I'll be translating that at some point today. He who is in harmony with Tao is like a newborn child. Its bones are soft, its muscles are weak, but its grip is powerful. It doesn't know the union between male and female, yet, it can, yet its penis can stand erect. So intense is, it, is, its, is its vital power. It can scream its head off all day, yet never become hoarse, so complete is its harmony. The master's power is like this. He lets all things come and go effortlessly, without desire. He never expects results. Thus, he is never disappointed. He is never disappointed. Thus, his spirit never grows old. So, I've read that translation 
many times. Um, and I'm going to read a different translation just because, you know, I'm going to be reading six translations, six or seven translations of this before uh, I start writing my rendition. But, um, but let me read one. And I've been really liking this Donahue translation and I haven't really shared the Donahue translation with you guys too much. I read a couple of them yesterday. So the Donahue 55 states, one whose inner strength is full and clear seems like one who's just arrived from another world. To him, the bee has no sting, the serpent no venom. To him, the wild beasts have no teeth or claws. To him, predatory birds present no menace. His skeleton seems weak, his muscles tender, yet He's got a grip like a vice. He appears to lack experience in the dance of sexual relations, yet his genitals are fully formed and he knows how to use them. People yell every day, never seeming to get hoarse, but, but his peace is unshakable. Its source is the enduring harmony. Knowing the eternal is called the subtle illumination. Thus is his body's life the only blessing he needs. Hmm, I like that. Thus is his body's life the only blessing he needs. So how could we speak of controlling the mind or directing chi to further violence? The pursuit of power soon exhausts itself. Such strength is not from Tao. Whatever is not from Tao is already dead. So there's something interesting about the end of this. So how could we speak of controlling the mind or directing chi to further violence? The pursuit of power soon exhausts itself. Such strength is not Tao. Whatever is not Tao is already dead. That is beautiful. That's interesting. It, it definitely goes on a different tangent uh, than the Stephen Mitchell version, although we do have this conversation of he who is in harmony with Tao is like a newborn child. Um, I would suggest that uh, Stephen Mitchell read this when he came up with his. You know, people yell every day. This is, this is, this is one that I really like. People yell every day, never seeming to get hoarse. I mean, think about what we're seeing today with uh, all the Trump stuff and all the things that are going on in the news. It seems like everybody's yelling all the time. Nobody's ever getting hoarse. But his piece is unshakable. Its source is the enduring harmony. Now, that's the, that's the point. Can, can we get to a place of having enduring harmony? Can we get to a place where we're not, we're not getting mad, we're not getting angry, we let people do what they do, and that doesn't have to concern us. We don't need them to dictate to us what we need to be feeling. They can just do what they do. And we're not trying to change them. We're not trying to get them to change what they're doing. We're not trying to get them to stop yelling. We're not trying to get, you know, like whatever, like they're going to go about doing their thing and we can't change them. Knowing the eternal is called the subtle illumination, the eternal in that which you are experiencing. Those, those that are out there yelling, let them yell. It's okay. You know, we can just say what we need to say and then stop. Just like we read it in, in the earlier one in 23 with Martha, right? Say what needs to be said and stop. You don't have to keep yelling your head off all day long trying to get people to listen because they don't have to. As we continue to go through this, one whose inner strength is full and clear seems like one who's just arrived from another world. Now, Stephen Mitchell talked about this as like a newborn child. The same exact thing, like a newborn child. To him, bees have no sting, serpent no venom, wild beasts have no teeth or claws. To him, predatory birds present no menace. You are just, you know, and that's, I remember being a kid and seeing people get afraid of bees and being like, why are you afraid of bees? I still do that. I was having a, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and her mom um, over the summer, last summer, I think it was, or 
and I remember it was last year at some point. Um, because I remember it was a there was a terrific rain uh, that I was riding my motorcycle through uh, when I was going home. So it was probably you know like spring or fall or something. Um, it was nice out, nice enough to be doing that, but it was rainy. Uh, and, and before the rain, there were bees hanging out around these flowers that they had, and and as they were as they were kind of buzzing around. Um, both my friend and her mom were sort of like, you know, getting afraid of the fact that the bees were there. And I was, I was very much in a space of like, so what? They're bees. They're just going about their business. And that's an interesting space to hold, you know, like when, when you can just be like, yeah, you know, yeah, I might get stung by bee. I mean, as you guys know, I did get stung by a scorpion and I hope to be able to I don't want to say I hope to be able to get stung by a scorpion again, but I hope if I get presented with the opportunity to be around a scorpion, I'm not going to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid of it. Just like I don't want to be afraid of a snake. I don't want to be afraid of wild beasts. I remember, you know, I, I, I do take walks in the woods and there are times when I'm doing that and I can hear the, you know, rustling of coyote. You know, like there was one time there were a couple coyote that were just like, you know, running around and yipping and stuff and, and and i i just continued walking yes i did have a little fear but i didn't want that to control what i was doing and so i yes i still have fear about this but when it came to the bees i didn't right when it comes to hopefully when it comes to a scorpion it's also not gonna scare me because i can get closer to this so i can get closer to a place where my inner strength is full and clear his skeleton seems weak, his muscles tender, yet he's got a grip like a vice. Now, now I know that this is a literal thing that children experience, like babies experience. I don't know how, I don't yet know how this kind of relates. And I do, and I did, you know, and I've worked with the, you know, erect penis thing before, and we've, we've, We've looked at it in many different ways, and I do have a I do have a way of kind of experiencing that. Um, yet he appears to lack experience in the dance of sexual relations. Yet his genitals are fully formed, and he knows how to use them. See, when we talk about that, I look at it from the perspective of you don't have to know, you don't have to have a reason, you don't have to have have an answer as to why something is happening for it to be happening in its perfect form oh deborah deborah's gonna join me hey oh my gosh i just how are you good morning it's been a while i know it has been when your mom came your mom came up to celebrate your dad's birthday today <laughs> i know she called me afterwards she said you hear me i said mom i did not hear you i didn't even know you were on i was sleeping but <laughs> <laughs> she said you have to listen back I said i will i will listen back as soon as it's there <laughs> Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We, we we celebrated we celebrated your dad's birthday with a beautiful birthday. Yeah, that's really so nice. I miss my dad. Um, but that's beautiful that that had happened. Did you um, did you have uh? I, I heard what you were just reading, and I loved your interpretation. It was great. Yeah, you know, like there, it, it is a. This this verse is you know so so I'm writing my own version of the dad I don't know I mean it's been a while since we've talked so I don't know if you know that and and as I'm going through like these like six or seven different translations just to kind of give me a, 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 a you know a foundation to kind of build something off of right you know it's like it's it's really interesting to be able to go through this and I'm I'm, I'm looking at this one and you know it's it's so interesting that we don't need to know. You know, yes. Like, you know, like that's such a that's such an interesting, you know, because I think you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Andy Scarantino. This she's, you know, my girlfriend. She's someone that, you know, I love dearly, dearly, dearly. Oh, my God. And we were talking about the idea of like giving a why. Right. You know, giving giving a reason as to why. And I don't you know, like I don't require why. 
You know, you can give them to me. I just want you to know that I don't require them because That's amazing. they don't, they don't, for me, they don't do anything, you know, like the why is just what you think it is. Like, like if you were to ask a young, you know, if you ask a first grader, why is your penis erect during math class? He'll come up with a reason, right? <laughs> or he'll freak out and say, I don't know, you know, like, you know, but, but that's such a, like, you don't have to know why. It's but just, why did that, for you to pick that example is so funny because I used to teach kids in first grade and yeah, it was like all the time and I had to go, it was very strange. But anyway. Yeah, but yeah. you know, and, we're, and you're sitting there going, why? Well, you don't need to know why. It's just the body doing its thing. Doing its thing, that's and, right. And it's such, and, and, and this happens everywhere. It happens, you know, like, like, you know, why do we, like, why, you know, whatever, why, you know, why did your father turn into a, uh, an anchorman? Why did you move right. into music? We can come up with reasons as to why we can, we can, we can, we can, we can figure that out. We can, we can do some math and make it work, but we can also come up with reasons why I put on an orange shirt today, you know, like, but do, does any of that really matter? This is just where I am. And, and I, so, I hear you. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, it's so funny. It's like it's a lot of those questions, even how I, I'm not right. always a fan of either because it's no. just happened. Yeah, right. exactly. Everything just happens. How I can I can point out the three things that I like to think made it happen. Right. Or I can just be like, this is where we're at. Like, let's move forward now. Right. Well, the, all these negating all the how, why, where, and all that stuff is actually keeping you in the now mm. because you're not what, you know, you're not in the future or the past. So yeah. If you get rid of that. What do you mean? <laughs> then you're, oh, getting well, rid of I mean, those like, things it get, keeps you in the place. Getting rid of those keep... things like how and why keeps you in the present. That's right. Yes, absolutely. It keeps you actually kind of aware of what's happening right now exactly yeah because if you go to why then you go oh because of right and then you're not right. here anymore right it's like yeah what if those things never happened what if you just like you know what if you just you know like we don't know about time right like once you start it's so like, funny you're bringing this up because my father's big thing was so strange actually he would always say to me you know i actually understand the concept of something never ending and infinity never ending. I don't understand no beginning. I don't, I, I could contemplate that forever. And yeah. that's, it's so funny he's coming through today because that's literally what he would say to me all the time. I do not, I'm, I'm working on really letting my mind think about something never beginning, always have been there. Yeah. And he, well, he, like, he was, a, I, I want you to pick a number. Let's see. Oh, let's okay. See, okay. Let's see who speaks to you. All right, so it's between one and what? What is it? 81. Why don't we pick 80? 80. Off we go. Okay. 80. Okay, so this starts with if a country is governed wisely. Now, when we talk about a country, that can be anything. It could be your body. It could be like if we're going to, if, if, if you're, if uh, Jerry's coming through, we could talk about it as his, his, his audience, right? And you or his family or whatever. It could be anything. Right, so right. If, if, if a country is governed wisely, its inhabitants will be content. They enjoy the labor of their hands and mm. don't waste time inventing labor saving machines. Since they dearly love their homes, they aren't interested in travel. There may be a few wagons and boats, but these don't go anywhere. There may be an arsenal of weapons, but nobody ever uses them. People enjoy their food, take pleasure in being with their families, spend weekends working in their gardens, delight in the doings of the neighborhood. And even though the next country is so close that people can hear its roosters crowing and its dogs barking, there's they are content to die of old age without ever having gone see. Wow. So that's the end of it, right? Yep. That's, that's world peace. Yes. That's what that is. Yeah. That is it. 
it's yeah. not it's not a utopia it's not it's there if we need it mm-hmm. it's not idyllic but it is peaceful right and it's peaceful for the individual yes and it's and and every individual is at peace within it and that's where right, it because says they're, because they're full they're full of peace yes peaceful is full, full of peace absolutely. yeah yes they're full of peace with their with their simple food their families right their weekends in their gardens and you know and this is and it all starts with if it is governed wisely, yes. if your life is governed wisely, then every step along the way, you will continue to govern that life. You will continue to govern that family. You will t- continue to govern that community. You will continue to govern your, your audience wisely. Now, what does wise mean? Of course, that has to be, we have to look at 79 other chapters of the Tao in order to understand what does it really mean for me to trust myself, to trust my voice, to trust that I can do this. Because the moment we try to interfere and say there is a right way to do it, there's a right way to govern. Yes. Then we start, then our inhabitants start to be ill content. Right. Yeah. I mean, this, this, this actually is, is great. I mean, you can you can do talk about it microcosmically or macrocosmically. Yes. Um. Because yeah, it could be about peace in the world, peace in the land, but it also could be peace in your own home. I mean, you know, it, it, as you were reading it, I thought, yeah, there's a knife in the kitchen. There's danger all around. But if you're peaceful, there's no need to use any weapons of any sort. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good for me to hear today. Yeah. It's also good with my father too. He was kind of the peacekeeper in the house because there were four women, four daughters, and my mother. He was the only male, and we were all running around and at the shrieking you know, at the top of our lungs. And this was this peacemaker in, yeah. in the middle of and everything. What what a beautiful image, right? Here's this this masculine figure kind of taking on right. this yin role of peacemaker this this role of yielding yeah. this role of being present this role yes. of, of holding you know and and here we have all of these women and, and in your in your you know talking about everybody yelling or you know running around screaming or shrieking or whatever um that that that's like very powerful there's a yes. powerful sort of you know, like overpowering thing and, and his ability to, now he was, I mean, I have a picture of him and, you know, Anchorman, he's tall, good looking, very great voice, right? Like, yes. So, so, so he can hold that space as a masculine, but he doesn't have to prove anything. No, so he's, he's, not, never had, he's not forcing anything. That's right. He never pro- had to prove anything. I mean, we literally looked at him as a role model for in then in that way. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't have to prove anything. And his sense of humor about who we all were, these women in the house, was so funny. We would make him laugh just to hear him wheeze with like laughter and tears rolling down mm-hmm. his face. Yeah. So he was that's right. That's right on. And you know, yeah. We we really honor him like every birthday because we love loved him so we still continue to love him. Absolutely. So that was it was very perfect for me to hear today. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and if we look at this as like if a family is governed wisely, its inhabitants will be content. Yes, that's it. That right? is it. If a family is governed wisely, oh my God, that's it. You know, and and he was able to do that. Yeah, he was able to be the head of household without him being like, oh, he was that possessed you. Right, exactly right. No, he was not strict in that way. And also remember, for me specifically, he was the one that took off from work to drive me to New York from Syracuse and knock on people's doors with my music. I mean, he was my support system. Everybody was. They loved me, my mother, everybody, my family. But this was a person that took action and said, this person's talented and I have to do something. 
Which takes us into this next line. They enjoy the labor of their hands, the labor of their work. They don't waste time inventing labor-saving machines. They didn't just, he took you. That's right. He did the work. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And that's the thing here. Like when you can work with your hands, when you can do what you can do with your body, there's something beautiful about that. That's right. That's Jerry Barsha, TV3 Total News. Yes. <laughs> it took me, I'm going to just end with this and then, yeah. or is there more? Uh, but I'll just tell you yeah. um, a, a quick story. But basically, um, it took me till I was 18. I went away to college and came back to visit. And he took me on the set of what he did. And it was in that moment, I realized because I always thought I was all alone. I was the only performer. I realized my dad's a performer. Absolutely. Because I just thought this was the job he went to work and did. But until I saw what he did and how he improvised some of the stories, if he didn't have time to write it down himself because there was no teleprompters, he just wrote down cues for himself and he like performed them. (laughs) And that was when I realized Oh, my eyes were like totally open. I actually have another performer in the house that I can relate to. I mean, it was really amazing. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Absolutely. And this one ends. I'm just going to read this. Yes, please do. And even though the next country is so close that the people can hear its roosters crowing and its dogs barking, they're content to die of old age without ever having seen it. And I think that's really, it's like being content with what you have. You yes, know, here, it's, here it's, you it's were that. like an incontent, in you know, like uh, uh, you, you were like, I'm alone. Like, oh, my, my, my struggle. I'm 18 and I'm like, I'm the only performer. Right. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and then it's like, and your dad's like, no, 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 no. You're like, and like he never I'm going to go do about, never said it, never tried to help you, ne- not help you, never tried to get you to see things differently than you did. And you ended up doing that on your own because that's your path. That's your Tao. That's your Dharma. Yep. And you figured it. it out. And he just allowed you to be you and figure yeah. that shit out yourself. That is right. That is right. Wow. So this was a perfect mom. If you're listening, um, thank you for going on. Uh, <laughs> and thank you for telling me to go on. She said, go on, go on. I said, it's probably a long, long line. Cause you know, you have lines. <laughs> I, 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 I have, I have like recently it's been a little less, but I, I, I do have someone in the queue right now. Okay. We'll, I'll we'll go. But out. anyway, no, I just wanted to say thank you. Absolutely. Thank All right. For, thank I'll... you for sharing this with me and, and, and your mom and, and to celebrate Jerry is, is, is wonderful for me. Cause he seems like such a beautiful soul. He was, and he is. Okay, thank you, Martin Just. Absolutely. All right, we're going to bring Kelly on. Kelly Swenson. Oh, Kelly, I'm glad those storms aren't, aren't, aren't pounding your door down. Or are they? Kelly, I cannot hear you. I give everybody 30 seconds to figure it out if they have okay. it. Oh, there you are. You got me. How's it going? Um, well, did it, did it stop yeah, and that's, it's so, I didn't even know it was flooding anywhere else, like, because I live in the middle of the city, but, like, I've also lived in the outside of the Phoenix area, and flash floods are just a thing that happens, like, so I never think about it, because I just know, mm. like, you know, like, I grew up here, like, I just understand the mechanics of that kind of part of the year. So when you said that, I was like, oh, wow, like it's flooding. Like I just didn't aware. Because <laughs> rain, yeah. when it comes through here, it literally comes through. And if you imagine like a, a bucket of sand and you built a sand castle in the, on the beach and somebody comes with like a huge bucket and just dumps it on your sand castle, right. like that, and then it just goes on. Like that's it. That's all the water. And they dumped it out and now it's over. <laughs> like that's, right. you know? Yeah. You know, when, you know, I, you, I know friends in New Orleans. New Orleans is a very different place. Uh, it's spongy, or it should be, um, because mm-hmm. it's got water all the time. And, um, you know, when land, they, they've irrigated a lot of areas of New Orleans so that uh, areas have dried up. And f- after years of this land not having water in it, it doesn't absorb water anymore. And so it mm-hmm. runs off. And that's really dangerous. 
in areas like that because because uh, they, they are going to have more water <laughs> like, and and so they're trying to re-engineer the land by by introducing more water to it out there and so i know that in the southwest like i i, I don't know how it all works uh in terms of the land and absorbing and sand and all of that but but it always is a uh you know that's why flash flooding happens because like the land doesn't know no doesn't know how to absorb like a lot of uh, yeah. things and then you know it actually stays on the surface and so because it stays on the surface it runs off and it you know takes off a lot of the i mean i don't even know if you guys have what would be considered topsoil but whatever that would be is you know mm-hmm. a lot of erosion Not so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, so it's so it's crazy and and you know it's a it's it's just interesting to see how as the world changes what uh what changes are going to be made yeah yeah, I I don't know. I love this part of the the year. So because it's just yeah. um, it's cleansing. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that <clears throat> you know d- d- is where you're at. Does it really blossom after the rains? Mm-hmm. Do, like, do, do mm-hmm. things like just start to pop for the next month mm-hmm. or so? It's my and it does it a couple times a year. Well, really, after any massive amounts of rain. It's a, one of my favorite childhood memories. It's like you, I'll walk through it like a, a patch of desert, like a square mile to school when I was a kid. And um, after a rain, like it just is a different place. It becomes magical because there's like little, little kind of like stream beds, you know, like where the ground just goes in and it's like a wash is what it's called. But, um, and it would just it would explode. Yeah, just like that. Just like watching like a cartoon where it's like pop, pop, pop. Like little things just pop out of the ground and like Beautiful. green and colors. And, yeah, it is magical. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's look at some Dow. Okay. Um, 76. 76. All right, I'm going to go to the Donahue uh, translation again. I haven't used that too much, but uh, I, I have been liking it as I've been writing my own. So I'm going to mute while you're doing it so that I don't have that. What, what's that? I'll be here, but I'm muting myself. Okay, that's fine. What are you reading? Okay. When we are born, we are soft and tender. After we die, we become rigid and brittle. A living tree can sway. A living blade of grass can bend. For suppleness is the strength of life. Only in death is flexibility stilled. Tough and taut is the body of death. Gentle and moving is the way of life. Powerful forces crush themselves because they cannot move or yield. Stiff and heavy, a stiff and heavy tree will soon be broken by wind or by axe. Thus does rigid power always crumble, while the supple and the humble gently endure. So that's 76. While the humble gently endure. That's the line. Yeah, while the, while the supple and the humble gently endure. So you know this <clears throat> this one as I've read it you know in, in the past and even now I it it is it is always reminding me because uh, it repeats itself right like there's no there's nothing like if if we were to you know really kind of parse this out it would be like rigid is the road to death or is is a partner of death and the flexible is a partner of life. If, like if we were to, if we were to just try and like reduce this down to its simplicity, it would just be the rigid is a partner of death. Flexibility is a partner of life. That's how I would see this. Hmm. I I I hear it as like. You can't do anything more. Like in death, that's it. Like your your choice with that body is no longer. You know, there's not, there's nowhere else to go with that body when the body is no more working. You know, you leave it. Like, and and you can't. 
can't force it. You can't force it. Whatever you're trying to open a container, you're going to break it if you try to force it. You need to work with it. There's just, there's no denying like the flow in everything you do. No matter how much you try to deny it, you're trying to force it. Like, there's just no denying the flow. Right. Well, you know, and, and I, I think there is denying the flow. And, and I think when you deny the flow, you partner yourself with death. I think that's what we're saying here. I think uh, I look at this as this idea of like the more rigid you become, the more you say this is the way it is and this is the way it's supposed to be and this is the way I'm going to continue to believe it is and this is the way I'm going to um, this is the way I'm going to do it right without being flexible to this moment without saying you know like hey these things like you become a partner of death. So no matter what, like, like you, you, when you partner with things, when you engage with things in which you are rigid, you are moving towards death. When you engage in flexibility, you are allowing yourself to be present and live. And eventually, whether like you can fill your life with death until you die. <laughs> Otherwise, you can, uh, you know, just continue to fill your life with flexibility. And in in being flexible, you are allowing yourself to live. And maybe you can even survive in, you know, like you can survive a miserable life of rigidity, you know, living as if you are already dead. And so what is dead? Well, dead is, you know, is like you can, you can, like, you can be physically dead or you can be, you can live your life in a way that's dead. You know, I mean, we put up dead Christmas trees, right? We fill them with lights and it brings in mm -hmm. all this life, right? But every Christmas tree that, you know, was alive, you know, people, people always love to say, we like live trees. Well, that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're just, you're just, you're just keeping it from decaying too fast. That's all. That's so true. You know, so, so that's the, that's the thing, right? Like, so, so yeah, you can, you can be a Christmas tree, you know, you can just hang there and you can bring life to something, but it's still death. So Marshall was talking about her dad and as she was talking about her dad, I was thinking about how I never think about my mom. People are always attributing these family members that are gone and I never, ever, ever, I'll think about like my mom's role. I'll think about the fact that she was a mother or the fact that I didn't give her much space in my mind since I was little. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't, because she died a long time ago for me. Right. I don't even know, you know, like how long is this? A long time ago. And, and um, that's, that thought process is rigid, I guess, is what I'm, like, that, like, I, I am locked up, is what I was thinking while she was talking. I'm locked up because I'm not allowing something to do with her to flow. I'm not, I'm being very rigid in not thinking about her. Um, maybe, you know. No, and I mean, I, it's feeling like that, you know. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think that that's, that, that's, that, that then brings awareness. And as long as that awareness, as long as you stay flexible within that awareness, and you say, oh, well, do I want to think about her? Do, would I like to think about her more? And what does that, what does that look like? Do I want to think about her? Do I want to think about her role? Do I want to think about the, the concepts that I adopted because of her? Do I want, what do I want to think about about her? Right? Like, it doesn't have to be a, you know, simple, sort of like, I want to think about her as a person. Fuck you know yeah. about her as a person. She's dead. Like, there's nothing, 
There's nothing to know about her as a person. She's not a person anymore. She is an I idea you have. It, I, I could see like how I'm, I guess I certainly do when my dad is bad and finding some things that really are just like, I can't handle it. But, like, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's something to that statement right there. Yeah, maybe. Um, is that, is that, know. is that GPS? I know. Is it? And like, that's the no. thing, right? Like, what is it? It's the checkout thing. Like, oh, I just want to get okay. through this process. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, and, and so like, you know, like we can, we can, we can look at that. Go ahead and get through that. But like, I'll, I'll, you know, you can mute if you need to, but I can, I can, I can, I can riff on that. Like the old, the old idea is like, you know, you want to like checking out, you know, that's a, that's a term that we use for people that, that pass as well. You know, like they checked out, you know, and, and there could also be the, the term of checking out, like just not wanting to engage with something. You know, and if you are stiff arming, you know, like look at the term stiff, right? Stiff arming, like the concepts that you have around your mom. If you're stiff arming the ideas that you have, well, that might be, you might be partnering with that. Like you can, I mean, I don't know how you feel about your mom in terms of like, if you love the feelings or hate the feelings or avoid the feelings or whatever, doing the things, you know, I mean, I know a little bit, but, but you know, it's like, if you're afraid to look at it, then you're being stiff. If you look at it and it doesn't really move you, well, that's, that's different. That's flexible. And you can continue to revisit. You know, I had to revisit. My dad called me the other day. I mean, my dad do not have a good relationship, right? Um, and there's some things that happened not long ago that, you know, really kind of made me feel pretty bitter about my relationship with my dad. But, um, but you know, like I had to, you know, be able to be flexible in how I feel about the situation. Because if I'm flexible about it, then I'm allowing it to be what it is. You know, and so as we're talking about this, you know, we're born soft and tender. We die, we become rigid and brittle. As we live our life, we continue to if we continue to become rigid and brittle in our life, we are just partnering with death and waiting for the inevitable anyway. Might as well be alive for as much as we can be, being flexible with the way we think about things and say, yes, it makes me angry, but just because I'm angry doesn't mean I can't forgive. Just because I'm angry doesn't mean I can't think about it. It's all okay. Thank you, Martin John. Um, I'm about to time out. This yeah. is good, even though I was like less than normally attentive. Thank you. That was really cute of that lady as I was walking out the door. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just thank you. I, I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> you have a great. <laughs> you too. So as I as I continue reading this, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of wrap this up and then uh, and then we'll call it a day. But a living tree can sway. A living tree can sway. A living blade of grass can bend. Right. When I was talking about my dad, right, like I can sway, I can be here and I can just, oh, OK, well, my dad wants this. Well, do I want to be able to give that? Do I not want to be able to give that? I can give it now. I can give it in a week or whatever, you know. I can bend, I can allow, I can allow those things to happen and, and not, not get my, you know, panties and what, you know, um, for suppleness is the strength of life. Only in death is flexibility stilled. Only in death is flexibility stilled it means you have the ability to reach out to flexibility at any moment in your life. And the only time you can't is when you've died. And so don't spend your life now banking on rigidity and saying, this is just how it is. That's what this is saying. It's saying if you want to enjoy your life, if you want to be able to, no, it doesn't even say if you want to be able to do anything. It's just saying, look, in death, you're going to be still. You're going to be rigid when you die. Don't spend your life being that way. Don't spend your life thinking that way. Don't spend your life being rigid. There is no need 
for you to be rigid. You're alive. Bend. Sway. Be flexible. Thank you so much for joining me for Tao of the Day. This is Martin John. This is Tao of the Day. As I've mentioned before, I am writing my own rendition of the Tao of the Day. And there will be a point where I'm going to be doing uh, the Day of the Tao, which will just be me kind of going through each verse one at a time. And you'll be able to join me when you uh, feel need. I won't be taking numbers on Day of the Tao, but I will uh, be sharing the Tao and I'll be sharing my uh, versions of the Tao, what I think about them and how I understand them and why I translate them in the way I do. And that will also be to um, to help me just kind of let you know that I'll have a version of the Tao on my website. Uh, you can visit me at martinjohn.com. You can send me messages through here. If you benefit from the work I do uh, here on Wisdom, you can send me a tip through Venmo at martinjohn underscore Garcia. I've been liking that I've been keeping these down to an hour, and this is right about at the hour point, so I want to take my leave and thank each and every one of you for joining me for Tao of the Day, and I hope I hope that the work that I present here is helpful and uh, supportive of you and the things that you're doing. Thank you so much to uh, Martha and Deborah for bringing uh, Jerry into my awareness and, and his contribution to all that we are experiencing today. Happy birthday, Jerry. And Kelly, thank you so much for bringing up 76. I appreciate you coming up always. Love you all. Thank you so much for joining me for Dow of the Day. And until next time, keep recovering yourself.